Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Firsties. I'm your host, Mila. As always, before I get into this episode, which I'm really, really excited about because of the specific guests, um, I always want to say, I want to give thanks to anyone right now who's listening, watching, subscribing, doing all the things, commenting as well. Um, I really, really appreciate you. It makes that my day, it really, really does. So please continue to do that. And also the people who are sharing, that really, really helps me out a lot. So again, I really do appreciate it. Now that we've gotten that all out of the way, oh, lastly, of course, please make sure you follow Firsties everywhere. That's Firsties P-O-D, everywhere. Um, so now let's get into the guest, the exciting part, why you guys are all here. Um, I have Leaf here, and now before Leaf says anything, I have a whole intro for him, which I'm really excited to read. He's like, what is the intro? <laughs> So I have musician, sound engineer, producer, one half of Lucid, one fourth of the Rizzards. Um, you are a lot of hats, um, but I think your talent, you have more than enough talent to wear all of them. Um, I have Leaf here. Um, you could you could say hi if, if you want. What's good, everybody? It's your boy Leaf, Leafy underscore tree on all social media platforms. Mila, thank you for having me. This oh is such God. a pleasure. He's like a professional. It's just like, um, we were just talking off camera how when he came here, usually you have to tell the guests like, you know, here, get comfortable. This is the mic. He already was like adjusting his own mic. It was just like, <laughs> hey, take over the show. Like, I love it. <laughs> already, yeah. And speaking about that, I know you kind of want to touch about this. Um, one of the reasons why I was able to start this podcast and get all the equipment that I needed, because again, I'm a first year, right? I'm the first in my family to kind of do something like this. Um, Leaf, who's a sound engineer, which I met through our mutual friend and um, your partner, music partner, um, Matt. Um, I saw that he was a sound engineer. So I was like, hey, what equipment do I need? Where do I even start? Um, because I know you're an independent artist as well. And him and Matt uh, were so sweet to come over. We had dinner and we were there for hours. Yeah. And you were just giving me advice. Like, it really means a lot. And I've told you this off camera as well. But um, you gave me your undivided attention for hours on end. Um, we were there till like 2 a.m. It was a yeah. long time. Yeah. Um, and you just gave me advice. And I think uh, you giving me that kind of advice that I, or the feedback that I needed to even get started. Because I want to make sure like I got the right stuff or mm. what made sense. Because again, um, also budget is tight. So I had to make sure I was making the right decision. Um, really, really means a lot, Leaf. Um, especially someone who's as successful as you are, um, which we'll get into all of that in just a second. So uh, we're going to jump right into this episode. Um, now, the one thing I want to talk about, I know you guys see the title here. We're going to be talking about family values and community. But before we get into that, Leaf. I would love for you to tell our firsties audience um, a little bit about yourself, wherever you want to take it, from your diaper days, from <laughs> yesterday, wherever you want to take it. I'll let you kind of uh, start from there. Sounds good. Uh, first and foremost, I want to congratulate you on an amazing podcast and amazing production. I've seen it on Reels and YouTube. Um, Matt was just here as well, and I saw his episode. It looks really, really good, and now it's an honor to come in and see how it's set up and how much work you put into it, and thank you for uh, allowing me to help you design, you know, the sound stuff. But thank you. This is great. You're working really hard. Thank you. But yeah, what's up, everybody? My name is Leaf. I am a producer, engineer, artist, songwriter, um, musician. And yeah, I've been doing music all my life, uh, got it from my family. We were very huge in church, and uh, my parents were basically 
musicians in our church community. And since I was a baby, they would take me to rehearsals and I've just been involved in music. Okay. And that was in the Philippines. Um, and then I moved to the States around 2005 and um, then, you know, in choir, I joined choir in, in, in elementary school, uh, joined as many music outlets as I can. My parents really saw that, oh, this kid is going to be a musician. So they really, oh, really? supported me oh, okay. growing up. Um, and yeah, now I run my own studio called Backhouse Studios in Springfield. Uh, I also play a lot of gigs around the area, work with many artists, um, including the Rizzards, which we'll get into a little later on. And yeah, that's a little background about me. So I know the one thing you said is about your family and how they um, kind of knew you were going to be a star in, in music. And I've seen them front row at your shows, which is really always sweet to see. Um, do you think, was there ever, because that's a very specific experience. And even though we come from different cultures, we also don't. Like there's definitely mm -hmm. some commonalities in all of our cultures. Um like, I know not everyone in your family are musicians, right? There are people who went the very standard route, which there's nothing wrong with that. So do you think it's, it was easier for you to kind of reach for the stars because you had the support from your family? Or was it something where you saw, like, you know, when we're young, our, our parents, they seem like superheroes to us. So mm -hmm. we kind of follow in their lead. And if, they're, if you're around all these musicians, like you mentioned, um, coming from religious family as well, what, do you think it was easier for you um, I want to get your feedback on that. Yeah, um, honestly, it's like a mix. It's, yeah. you know, my parents are still very traditional and, you know, um, I've inherited a lot of traditional values from them as well. But, you know, they saw that I was talented and they, you know, invested growing up in lessons and everything. But they didn't actually think I was going to, I was for real. <laughs> they didn't actually think I was going to go as hard as I am. Yeah. I wasn't going to, quote unquote, get a real job according to the, their, right. their standards. Their standards yeah. um, they just thought, oh, like he'll try it. And then, you know, he's good at it. That's his passion. But then when I said, no, this, this is my career. This is what I want to do. Uh, it, that took a little longer for them to accept. Um, and as much as they still believed in me, there's a lot of that traditional values that kind of, you know, they start comparing me to my friends growing up or, uh, my cousins, it's like, oh, this this is a doctor, yeah. this is a lawyer. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not that they ne they don't believe in me and they don't believe that I, I will succeed, but it's it's more so just, you know, uh, I think I'll, you could relate to this as well in your culture. There's that sense of, like, security, and then, like, we came to this country to make sure you're secure and you don't live the life that I lived growing up mm -hmm. and everything. And th there could be some toxicness to that. But the way I think of it is yeah. that you guys work really hard to get me here. And in our lineage, our ancestors, they all lived a very, you know, I'm sure I'm not saying they weren't happy, but they definitely lived uh, a way less secure life than, than what you guys are giving me. Mm -hmm. And if I could be that person to set an example for the rest of our family, like, hey, this is possible. Because my, you know, my dad came from the mountains of the Philippines, like, um, he he would tell me stories about walking miles to get just to get to school and yeah. all of his cousins and some of his brothers are all like drug addicts and, you know, um, get into crime. My mom's the same way. They're the only two people in my family that actually worked hard to get themselves out of the situation. Mm -hmm. So I always wow. feel and I always tell them that if you guys didn't do what you did, I wouldn't be able to do, to have this and be able to even think of fulfilling a dream wow. 
that's not just making mo- like money or be being a how do you call it um like being like everyone else you gave me the chance to be able to get off my comfort zone mm-hmm. get off the box of filipinos everywhere and yeah. be an artist be a musician right wow you there's a million points <laughs> i want to talk about which is why i want to leap to come on here um one thing you mentioned too that i wanted to kind of discuss is there's really like two sides to the to the coin meaning like there's the privilege of like yeah like i would be in a different place you would be in a like leaf would not exist as far as the talent that you have, the person out there, the musician that you are. Um, if your parents didn't make this one decision, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I also would not exist here in the context that I, where I am mm-hmm. without the one decision that my parents made. But then on the flip side of that, so that's the privilege, but then there's the pressure as well mm-hmm. of like, you have to succeed because we did so much to, yeah. to get you here. And um, just the other day when I was prepping for some other episodes, I was just thinking about like, man, what a, honor and privilege it is that my parents sacrifice so much that not only am I able to like think about how I'm feeling Mm. how I want to do things creatively because the reason why is because I came from a privileged place of my parents worked hard so I I can have meaning food on the table safe neighbor safe area you know clothes on my back I Mm. can't think about a podcast and starting things if I'm fearful about where my next meal is coming from. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. an honor for us to be creatives almost because mm-hmm. our parents sacrificed so much. But then there's a point where I, I agree with you where you're like, all right, pops, all right, mom's like, I got to do me now. Like yeah. I got to, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I almost had to talk to my parents about like, I'm doing this because you work that hard. I yeah. understand the sacrifice. It's not that I'm like throwing it away or anything like that. I really do understand it. So I, you guys did this, so I had a chance at being happy, and this is really what's going to, I don't want to say happy, because I know that word, we overuse that word, mm-hmm. but what's fulfilling, yes. what's, like, those things, because, like, mm-hmm. I've seen you in your studio, I've seen you on stage, and that's really when you, like, sometimes it's, like, are you, in a good way, meaning, like, are you even there, like, for example, right now we're doing this podcast, I always say this, nothing else matters to me right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not on my phone. I'm not thinking about what happened 10 minutes ago. I'm not thinking about what happens 10 minutes later. Like I'm really in this, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And I hope everybody, anyone who's listening to this finds whatever that is. And I feel like for you, it's on stage. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or creating the next hit. Mm-hmm. 4am, you guys have been working all day and night and you guys get this hit or you guys figure out a way to make this song better. I've only been witness to it a couple times uh, but every time it's it's amazing um um and on that topic I kind of wanted to talk also about community and in the past when was your last show December 29th yes yes so um that was very exciting um reason why is because I had the honor for the first time being part of like his media team so I was there to help out which I was so honored to be asked to do that uh but the one thing I really I was telling Emily who I met there she's one of the photographers for you guys at Union Station um the sense of community meaning like it was not one person show it was like this mic didn't work. Everyone is helping trying to find mm. that. This person needs water. Okay, let's grab water for this person. Um, and so it really was a community. And that's the first time I really saw like a backstage show. I mm. felt I felt so cool, by the way, Lee. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm like a roadie. It's so cool. <laughs> um, and so I kind of wanted you to touch on that. And and it see, my feedback on that is you were one of the leaders of that community. So you're the leader of like certain people eat because of you. You know what I mean? And how an honor that is. And I know you take that that's a big role that and you take mm-hmm. that very seriously. But I did see you in this 
leadership role and it was an honor to see it. Um, and hearing everyone's feedback of how you kind of lead with your heart, your integrity and the passion for the music, I think is really going to yield you with like the most success. Um, so I wanted you to kind of discuss like, what does that community mean to you as far as, um, and also the community off the stage as well. Mm -hmm. Like when you are on stage, if you just saw mine, Chelsea's Catherine's view of just like everyone going crazy during your music, I'm like, people are here for you. Like all mm -hmm. these different types of people came out for you guys. And it's really, really cool to see. Um, so yeah, I want, wanted you to kind of discuss that community and music in your family also. I know that kind of like weaves in and mm -hmm. the wizards as well. Yeah, so I think just coming from a Filipino background yeah. and uh, generally an immigrant background, we are very community family based. So growing up, you know, whenever we would have a birthday party or a Christmas party, all of our, you know, family friends who we call cousins, you know, yeah. I, I think it's the same <laughs> way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And this, they're not even blood. It's just people that my parents met who are Filipinos. And yep. it's like, you know what? I want my kid to grow up in this community, have friends once he gets to this country. Um, you know, we would all pitch in like it's always potluck style for for birthday parties. And then we are entertainers too so we either have karaoke set up or my parents will be like hey like can can a couple of you guys do performances or oh can you God, sing can you same. dance yeah so it's just we always put together everyone's talents and everyone's contributions into everything we do our christmas parties are crazy we would each family has a performance we all prepare <laughs> that week so it's kind of like just embedded in my being growing up to to be that type of person as well for the Rizzards, for, to be that type of person um, for everyone, my fans, my supporters. And I think too, I want to touch base on the fact that I work with a lot of artists every day yeah. and I've seen the industry and how this DC industry works. And I'm sure it's a microcosm of the bigger industry as well, but <clears throat> a lot of artists, what they're missing, a lot of them have talent. A lot of them have the ethic, but what they're missing is the community. And I feel like a lot of them, you know, could get their egos in the way where they're like, I want to do it myself. I, I don't like when I hear this from this person. Like, no, I disagree with that. I'm doing this for me, you know, which is great. I think I'm doing this for me, too. But I always think of this quote. I forgot who said it, but I'm going to take care of me so I could take care of you. So right. that's that's kind of how I go about things. But at the end of the day, the community um, of the Rizzards, the community that we've built throughout this year alone has helped support like everything from you know now I'm, I'm not taking as many sessions because I could just focus on this and so you know cool. and, and it's starting to really like uh, I'm starting to see the fruits of my labor yeah but at the end of the day it's all about l stripping yourself away from the situation and how can I how can we all grow together that mm. that's that's our biggest thing and you know first when we started Rizzards, it was it was all a joke. We were just jamming, and at first, me and Maddie were tied to a sort of contract thing last year, yeah. where we couldn't do anything else. So Rizzards was at that time was our outlet to do something else other than lucid stuff. And eventually, you know, we we started saying like Riz, that term Riz, a Gen Z term that everybody yeah. be using, and then. We, it's in the dictionary now, by the way. So you guys <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah, charisma, if you guys didn't yeah. know. Um, but it was just a joke. It more more so like hyping ourselves up. It's yeah. like, oh, we got this. But you know, and then Tina made a uh shout out Tina Carzon. They She's made a um 
Yeah, amazing, amazing artist. Yeah. Um, they made a fake account or just like a, a, a troll account or, yeah. or a, you know, a parody account that we started just posting videos in and eventually some some got like really good views and then eventually became real. Funny how things happen. Like mm. I remember Tina was like, hey, we should start a band. But at that time, me and Maddie were like kind of tied into the whole um, Lucid thing at the yeah. time. And then we were like, oh, yeah, we'll see. But then it's just crazy how it manifested itself. And then we got a write-up from the Washington Post because of the fact that we value community so much. Everyone in the Rizzards, Tina is really good at making content, photo shoots. Um, I'm, you know, the mastermind behind the music and then mm -hmm. the production and rehearsing everybody. Maddie's great at social media. Bem is one of the best songwriters and artists I've that ever... Girl. Oh my god! Oh, she she's a slow yeah. show. Stopper. I'm linking everyone by the way he's talking about. I'm tagging them below in the description, so go check them out. God, sir. Um, but yeah, so everyone has something to offer. Yeah. But it wasn't something where we asked each other to do these things. It was just like when we hung out, he was like, "Hey, you guys want a photo shoot? I need to practice, you know." Or hey, like I have a studio set up there. You guys want to pull up and just take a couple pictures? And it turned out to be better pictures than what I paid like three hundred dollars for from this photographer. And then we would write songs. Bema would come in with the craziest content concepts and then craziest melodies yeah. and then maddie is helping us with the business and being more business oriented and um making sure we post content and motivating us so all these aspects that we could get from a label we get from each other and yeah. we all help each other out so we're not only the artist but we're we're also the team of everyone mm -hmm. else i'm the producer of Tina. Tina's my photographer slash publicist. Bema is one of my co-writers. Maddie is my social media manager. And we all offer wow. this to each other. So we kind of have a label within four people. And I think that's just a quality that comes from Filipinos. We're very multifaceted, mm -hmm. but we also care so much about seeing other people win. And it, it gives us so much pride and joy uh, to be able to like, hey, I helped this person get there. And it's just a very unique situation that I'm, I feel so lucky to have right now. Um, I know a lot, and this is why I wanted to tie it in with other artists. They don't have this. And I've seen a lot of artists that's, yo, you have the, the talent. It's just, you know, like you're either too stubborn to like have people join in your community and have people help you out, or you just don't have uh, the connections yet that you've made yeah. to be able to get there. And th these people fell into my lap last year without even me asking it and i'm religious so i thank god for that and i believe in fate and destiny and Amen, yeah. um it's 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 really amazing and i consider myself lucky and you know what did i do to deserve this that for now is like our careers and we've seen major growth just by being with each other yeah i mean i also agree with you that all credit goes to him we're mm -hmm. just the vehicles here so but i also want to say i'm like is it luck or are you attracting the people that you are you know mm -hmm. what i mean um and in you know maybe it's you're getting blessings because of certain actions that you did five years ago whatever the case is um because you are very very hard working um but then you mentioned that you are also have your faith so prayer also we talk about that a lot on this podcast too is like prayer and working you can't just mm -hmm. pray you're gonna be the number one artist mm -hmm. and then not do it um wow so much that i want to talk about <laughs> but we're gonna take a quick break guys we'll be back after these short messages all right, guys, we are back. That was just a shameless plug. Like I mentioned, I'm also going to be tagging Leaf, um, his, ba his band or his musical group, 
um, Rizzards and then all of the team members that he just mentioned uh, before as well. Please go check them out. We'll do a major plug at the end of this episode, but again, please um, check them out. So there's a couple things that you kind of touched on that I kind of want to go into detail about. Mm -hmm. The one thing that I find so interesting that I was kind of correlating while you were talking about it is that, um, remember, um, so random, remember the Karate Kid movie where like, he was teaching him all these moves and he necessarily still didn't believe like, I can't do that. But then mm -hmm. he was like, no, the way you I, you wash the car or whatever, that's how you're going to do this move. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of connected. When you were talking about um, how you move in your musical group, I was thinking about how you kind of already had those traits because of your upbringing mm -hmm. in the simple, in the way of, um, you mentioned growing up in your uh, family gatherings, someone would be the musician, someone would be bringing the food, somebody would bring the dessert, like whatever the, mm -hmm. the case is. And then, so then you could have this like amazing event experience um, and now you're kind of doing that with your musical group yeah. where it's, it's very familiar with you is what I'm saying. Mm. Um, which is amazing that you have that, uh, cause not everyone, not everyone behaves that way, especially, um, I know you could talk about it where I have not experienced it, but I've heard in the music industry where it can be very me, 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 mm. um, or, um, like you mentioned in past experiences, how, you know, certain people in the music industry wanted you to go down one route and it just wasn't true to who you were. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're just thinking about them and their vision and what and you want. So I commend you for like keeping up with what your family and God has told you to do, which is amazing because that's really, really tough to do mm -hmm. when a whole lot of money, fame, all this is getting thrown in your way. So con congrats to you on that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Now, um, talking about the family values, how do you think, if you go a little bit more into detail, how do you think they've kind of guided your life or your decisions um, when it comes to your music or your personal life or whatever you feel comfortable sharing? Yeah, I feel like also being religious and growing up Catholic, Yeah. Um, we were told to worship God so that we may be able to serve people and help like people. And I feel like my parents are this, you know, um, till this day, they will do whatever to serve people. They're very huge in the Christian community here. They feed the homeless. They, you know, um, are leaders also in their in, in our church group. A lot of these aspects that I get um, and traits that I get is really from them. Like mm -hmm. it's actually this is actually super crazy. So Bema's parents and my parents, they met through a church community, and that's how I met Bema. They kind of forced both of us to play in this like praise fest praise band thing matt was also a part of it and then that's crazy um so yeah it's it, that's how we we uh, i i got introduced to bema and i was like yo amazing singer amazing voice and then we just started hanging out but it's crazy because both our parents are teachers right so the reason they came to the u.s was because they got recruited from a rec uh, dc recruitment or dmv recruit recruiting agency okay and they're like hey we're looking for filipino teachers because you know, uh, they value the way we teach and our values and how hardworking we are. Mm -hmm. So that's how we all came to this country. And it's crazy now that Bema's parents and my parents, they started a business recently about te uh, uh, being a recruiting recruitment agencies for Filipino teachers back at home. So it kind of came full circle. But it's crazy because we as Rizzers would meet, we would have our business meeting talking about our next show, how we get sponsors, like content to post this week, this and that. Yeah. And then in the next room over, um, it's Bema's parents and my parents talking about their business. And then we break to eat dinner all together. And then we break and, you know, say, hey, that room is open if you guys want to go. So it's just my That's house crazy. right now is very business oriented, but also just so much is happening. Yeah. And I think 
that kind of gave my parents a little insight on what we're doing. Cause that's, I think my uh, dad's first like bigger biz entrepreneurial dream that he's, he's working on and he sees me doing it every day. And I, now I'm seeing him. I think our, our parents are having a different perspective on, on what we're trying to do. And because yeah. um, now they're, you know, they're investing a lot of money. They're investing a lot of time and you don't know when the returns will happen, you know? And because of that, there's a little more respect in what we do as well. Not that they never respected it, but you know how it is when you don't have any experience or you yeah. don't see it firsthand. They see you. They're like, oh, I see you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I see them too. And I right. think we learn from each other that way. Like my dad's like, hey, how do you build a website? And then I, I was like, oh, I'm wow, so excited. A, that That's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. really, really cool. Um, and what I'm hearing is that it takes a village, no matter yeah. what, a dream, a child, mm -hmm. whatever the case is. And it's awesome that you've, you've um, particularly put yourself in an environment where everyone's like-minded in that way, yeah. where we all have this goal, how do we get there? Mm -hmm. And egos are checked at the door type of thing, which is amazing. That's so cool that now your parents are in it. I, I could imagine it like, if I could have it my way, I would want like, like my brother to be behind one of these cameras, my sister to do audio, my mom to be the, like, you know, I like it's, it's that childhood dream or fantasy where, um, I'm, maybe you, you have had this or not, but like, um, growing up and you're living next to your siblings and your kids are going to be cousins and close. Cause we yeah. had that growing up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, my closest, my first best friends were my cousins. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's amazing that you, that you have that. That's probably, it sounds like a very fun house, very fun, loud house. And I know the food's <laughs> amazing every <Yes>. single time. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Um, okay. So, uh, we also, I also want to touch on, um, You've embarked, obviously, in your passions, which is music. Um, is there, really quick, is there any particular part of music that this is like, is it the singing, is it the producing? Like, is there one that kind of trumps the others or no, all of it? I, I would say, so I, I am an artist. I think we all, as RZRs, are artists as well. I think everyone who does something creative, including yourself, is an artist first before any other endeavors they attach on because it takes some type of creativity to even think of the idea of creating a podcast or creating a music group and everything yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then it takes a lot of courage too to be able to do that um, so I commend every artist out there every creator um, it takes a lot of courage and you have to you know like realize that there's gonna be people who are not gonna believe or who are kind of like doubting it's a very it. humbling experience it is yeah <laughs> definitely but um so i consider myself an artist before i am a business person before i am a producer Got it. um but i think right now and this is something i discovered through just working with many artists and especially mm -hmm. working with the wizards but artist development um is one of my strongest I'd say um, skills right now okay. and and it's not nothing that I want I never thought I'd be like a business person because I'm not really like super type a I'm disorganized but but when I love something and I have the passion for it I'm able to be a little bit more organized with with it um, but it's something for example when I work in the studio with artists um, I have such a great ear because I, I consume a lot of music that I'm able to be confident in telling them, hey, like, let's try it this way. Hey, uh, you're make the vowel a little brighter. It's a little too dark. It's, you know, I'm able to also give solutions. Mm. I think that's one thing is leading in that way. And then seeing all the artists that I've developed musically and even just being an example for them and be like, hey, you could post content more. You could yeah. do this more. Um, and then, hey, you should rehearse. You should try these shows. I'm, I'm able to always 
you know, give solutions or help them find solutions and in their careers and everything. And for me, I know the artist lifestyle. I remember in school, they said the artist career, the average is about two to three years, which, which isn't a lot. And there's millions of people in the world. So it's, you know, I mean, I I would love to be, you know, a top 40 artist and touring and everything. And, you know, and I'll work, keep working hard at that. But also what after, what can I do after? Am I just an artist or can I be a business person too? Can I write behind the scenes? Can I develop my own artist? Can I, you know, hopefully God willing, grow this Wizards industry um, label and be able to source artists and like, yo, I like this person. He comes from Springfield too. He lives the same life that I lived. I would love to help this person out, grow their, their artistry and tell them that, yo, I believe in you and everything um and something that i don't think we had i would love to give that to to a lot of artists in in the industry for sure that's a very very smart of you because a lot of people like if you hear like in the athletic world like once they have their prime time it's like not everyone is the shaquille o'neal that had mm. that has smart investments or whatever and i was doing something different so it's smart that you are thinking beyond the dream because you're mm-hmm. going to get there it's just a matter of time you're going to get there it's just it really is just a matter of time um, so obviously thinking at, after that, um, yeah, because obviously it'd be great if you um, are the next number one artist for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, but you have to have kind of like a backup plan. Yeah. Now you kind of mentioned, because I mentioned before, even off camera, that I'm finding that a lot of our target audi- audience and people who are interacting with this content are artists, are first gens mm-hmm. um, who dare to dream, I always like to say. Um, there's a reality that comes with like, chasing your passion like there's this one comedian I always forget this person's name they're on the Jimmy Fallon late night show and he his opening line is um he goes like uh chasing your dreams don't recommend it <laughs> he's like it's a very lonely like you know I'm hungry I'm cold all these things and then obviously he, now he's on the show which is awesome but um because you mentioned a couple things where you're an artist first mm. but there's all these other things that might be annoying might be things that you're not passionate about mm. like for example for me like setting things up or lighting or whatever it's not my most favorite thing to do mm. but I have to do it as of right now to yeah. get the content out what I really care about mm-hmm. um so is there any advice that you give to up-and-coming artists or just first gens who want to take that step into that creative world um, about like you have to do certain things to a certain extent. You have to do certain things to be able to to do what you really want, essentially. Um, and someone might be looking at you and be like, man, must be, you know, nice that you're talented and you have your own company and label. But I'm thinking about that one like cousin who's, you know, 14 years old and wants to be the next whatever. Mm-hmm. Um kind of giving them kind of some upliftment or what you would share even to your younger self? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. I'd say find the right balance of being humble, but also being confident in yourself. And I think there were times in my life where I was too overconfident, but then I didn't realize how much work Ashley gets to. And I was always thinking like, oh, I'm talented. Why am I not getting streams? Or I'm talented. Why am I not getting work? And a lot of artists go through that. And a lot of people who start out too, who have this dream, they think it's just the talent and it's sad, but it's true. That's probably 10 to 20% of being a successful, you know, uh, artist or a successful Mm -hmm. producer. A lot of it is the behind the scenes, the setting up, like, as you said, the content, the, the hours of me learning this video editing thing, just to be able to have a better quality 
content and but also on the other side of it yeah you have to be confident in yourself you have to believe in yourself and just love for yourself in a way that's like hey i can do anything and that's a very hard um mentality to get into it like it took me i think three years until i completely was like i believed in my music and i me and matt had this conversation on the way home from this birthday party slash networking thing we went to last night um and i told matt I was like yo i think for the first time one of the first times in my life i actually as an artist love listening to my old stuff that i was recording and just testing out and i'm like wow this is actually really good and it's really it, re it took me a long time to get there because every time i record something i'm always comparing myself to other people i have all these artists i work with who all they do is be an artist and from, since I'm so multifaceted and I get in a lot of things, yeah. I always feel like I don't spend enough time being an artist. So I don't think I, I even belong to become an artist and everything. And with everything great that's been happening, um, like our, our close to sold out show at Union Stage and the energy that we brought so there. Yeah. Uh, that was amazing. Really, really fun. And we didn't expect all that. Like yeah. we only expected half of those people to be there but so many people came to support everyone sang our lyrics that was the best part but that that's one of those things where i'm like yo like i actually love my music now i actually not that i hated my music but it's it's always a love hate thing where you like when you create something it's like oh i love it in this moment then two weeks later i'm like this is trash <laughs> yeah because <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. here listening for the first time and then you've listened like this is old yeah by the time mm. it comes out you're like i've been you know yeah mm. i've heard artists say that too before yeah. um let me ask you this how long do you think it took you or like what for whether it is an age you can tell me where you finally were playing you were being leaf mm. okay because I know as a lot of times as artists, mm -hmm. like, you morph these two musicians together or these comedians together because you are 18 and you're still trying to figure yourself yeah. out. So until then, you're trying to figure out your sound. But when did you be like, this is, I'm being Leaf. This is Leaf, mm -hmm. which is really exciting. Shit. I would say since I met the Rizzards, I felt like they really brought that out of me. Yeah. But with every artist out there who's gone through what I'm going through, they, I, I, I said this in a recent interview once where we're all delusional when we start out. I think in general, everyone Talk is, <laughs> everyone's delusional. And I don't think delusion is a bad thing. Um, it's because delusion gives you sometimes this false sense of confidence where you, you, you go and try different things. You go and actually do stuff. Yep. Um, and I got this tattoo. Uh, let me see says do just do shout out jacob for doing it but oh. it reminds me every day to do good things do just and then just do meaning don't think oh. about it just do it so i always look at it I and i'm always like curious about the, oh I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know that oh yeah. that's dope Sorry, shout out my boy jacob but um yeah so there's this uh sense of delusion when you first start out and it's really keeping that delusion but also be a realist enough to know that you have to work hard and eventually your skills will match up with your delusion where it's like your dream and your hard work is now starting to bear fruit and you're starting to actually see results yeah. uh, and it's the same thing with any industry i've seen a lot of youtube creators and i would watch their videos from five years ago and see like oh they didn't have the charisma yet oh the lighting wasn't that good Talk oh this and that it. you know so it's always a growth thing and people think it just happens just because you have the talent or you believe in yourself so much but it really does take a lot of hard work. This is why I mentioned earlier 
you have to have a perfect balance of believing yourself, that delusion, but also humble enough to be able to accept how much work and how slow it's going to take sometimes, you know, it doesn't happen in a snap of a finger for everybody. Right. And I always argue like, do you really want it to happen in a snap? Cause that means you're not prepared for it where mm-hmm. I'd rather want a slow rise one, the commitment of my audience, but also me as a person growing and learning. Cause right now I'm still figuring it out. Oh my God. Starting this creative like journey. It's a shot of my ego every <laughs> single time, yeah. every single time. And that's how it's supposed to be. I'm a better mm-hmm. person because of it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah um well I wish I could talk to you for like hours like do you just want to be a co-host at this point it's just oh, like well you're you're busy. you're busy <laughs> you're busy um the one thing I also wanted to touch on too is that I talked about an episode before where delusion is delusional until it's genius do you yeah. know what I mean yeah. like until it works out and mm-hmm. one of my other guests mentioned like um once a once a group of people whether it's a million whether you have 10 million followers or a million streams whatever once you get that then you really get the fans too or people mm-hmm. watching because someone needs to see that you're validating that way or that other oh you you fuck with leaf okay okay now i fuck with yeah you know what i mean yeah which yeah. is like uh but it's like whatever mm-hmm. you know what i mean um and so some people need to be like reminded of that but as minorities and first gens we don't we can't wait for that or yeah. like the fact that my parents thought that they could come to this country with minimum money and figure ish out and 14 people in an apartment until they figure mm-hmm. it out and then they broke up and have their own families and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, working three great shift like yard jobs is do- it's crazy to think yeah. that yeah. I'm bringing my kids here and they all will be graduates of college mm-hmm. and they all will be great citizens. Not like, like you know what I mean? When, yeah. It's not crazy in the sense of like, it's obviously possible, but coming mm. from where they came from and they mm. felt like that is insane. Where mm. they, you know, some of my uh, family members, um, they're like some of my aunts and uncles, I never got to meet them because they they literally didn't make it past year 14. You mm. know what I mean? Because of the lack of resources or whatever the case is back in my country at mm. that time, right? Yeah. So yeah. I'm taking the same approach that my parents had where, yeah, girl, be delusional. I'm mm. a brown girl in America. That's all I have. Um, especially being a minority, we have to be kind of crazy when it comes to like our dreams and our goals. Cause why the F not? Yeah. Like yeah. why the F not? Especially yeah. as a creative, like. And I wanted to touch on when you said earlier about like, oh, was it just luck or were you prepared for all the, the great things that are happening as of right now? And yeah. my one of my professors in college said that luck only happens, opportunities only pop up in your life once you're prepared to take them. So people are like, oh, I'm unlucky or, you know, I'm, why, why, aren't, why are you getting that? Why didn't I get that? Maybe because God didn't think you deserve it yet. And maybe God says, hey, you have to work a little harder um, and you have to go through more trials to really be strong enough to even accept this gift I'm about to give you. And I think in general, in life, it's really that. Like sometimes we can't accept certain gifts because we're not ready for it. Maybe our mental isn't ready to, for paparazzi and, you know, we're, we're not ready for all of it. Yeah, for anything. So it's, it's, it really does take trials for you to be like, okay, now I'm ready to be able to address these people. Now I'm ready to be able to have business conversations and negotiate with this person. Because like, if you asked me two years ago, I felt like I was ready. I'm like, I'm ready. And then I watched videos back. I'm like, nah, <laughs> you're uh, still delusional. Sir, you were <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's amazing. I'm literally like, do you want to be a co-host at this point? Because we're just vibing. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back after these short messages. All right, guys, we are back. Now, what we talked about before the break was 
how you were talking about that luck versus kind of like that hard work mm -hmm. and how in order to, I really love where this episode's going, but in order to receive what God has in store for you, you have to work towards it, right? Mm -hmm. And um, what I want to touch on on that is I, I read a book that's called Bamboozled by Jesus. Mm -hmm. Really, really recommend it. It's right there. You can take it home with you once we're done. And um, essentially, it's about a comedian who talks about, she literally the book is called Bamboozled by Jesus, How God Tricked Me into mm. the Life of My Dreams, essentially. Mm. And there's a portion of the book where she talks about how um, um, uh, she says like, okay, she doesn't know much about football, but what she does know is the quarterback, when they throw the football, they're not throwing it at the wide receiver. They're throwing it where the right wide receiver needs to be. Yeah. Right. Which is usually a couple feet or wherever uh, ahead. And so if you're not putting in the hard work, um, then God's not going to grant you your wishes. Mm -hmm. And I also would take it a step further and say like, I take it a step further as far as like, I am so passionate about this dream that I don't want anything to get in the way, whether it's my ego, whether it's myself, because sometimes as creatives, we get in our own way, yeah. whether it's like our self-doubt or whatever mm. the case is. Um, I take it as if I'm not disciplined to make my, my bed in the morning, mm. every single morning, which I'm not a fan of I doing. Need to do that. <laughs> you're like, noted. Shit. <laughs> um, then why is he, does God think that I'm, that I'm disciplined enough for this dream that I really, mm -hmm. really want. Yeah. Or um, I got this from another podcast. I listen to like a lot of Christian podcasts. I'll send you all of them once we're done here. Yes, please. Um, um, he says, uh, or in a podcast they shared, like when you're going, um, when you're on the street, right? Um, and you see a piece of trash, your ego will say like, I'm not picking that up. Mm -hmm. Like it's also not my trash. So why yeah, am I going to pick it up? But what if God's like, Girl, if you can't take care of my soil, if you can't take care of my home, mm -hmm. how can I grant you what what you actually desire? Especially because mm -hmm. that's ego. And one of my uh, worship leaders said, think of ego, E-G-O, edging God out. Mm -hmm. You can't have ego and you can't, you can't serve that. two masters is yeah. what he's saying. Yeah. And what I think, the reason why I find so much passion in this is because in my, this is kind of like the first time I've actually talked about it, um, in my line of work that I'm doing and this podcast as well, and I'm sure you can relate, it is every single day, it is a shot of my ego. And mm -hmm. I think that's a good thing, right? Yeah. Um, because if, if his hand is not on it, I do not want it, mm -hmm. right? Because essentially I want it to be fulfilling life. I want to, I think this is one way, like your music serves people, right? Mm -hmm. Whether some people want to believe it or not, it does. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, anyone who's listening, any music listeners out there too, like music just moves people, yeah. right? Um, it's certain people's best friends when other people are not there. It's to help you get out of dark times, addiction, depression, all these things. Right? I actually like to, sorry to cut you yeah, off, no, but I like to, uh, me and Maddie, this was a joke that we, we said, but it's like, yo, we're kind of in the pharmaceutical business because really music is like a pill. Um, there's people who literally have a long day at work and just like, I'm a I'm going to just escape for a second. I'm yeah. going to listen to this song. And it does change your brain waves. And, you know, I'm not like a neuroscientist or anything, but I know it definitely does something chemically. I'm to sure you. it's clinically studied. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I just wanted yeah, to so mention that. Should I address you as Dr. Lee? <laughs> like, at this point, it's like, I think that's appropriate. Like, I really do think that's appropriate. Oh, yeah. yeah. I skipped med school. It's, Let's yeah. go. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's such a cheaper option, guys. Just go straight into music. You're good. Um, absolutely. Yeah. It's like, if, if, you know, I've had the best times I've had of my friends or meeting new friends have been at where music for me, music or comedy has been. Mm -hmm. And comedy in the same way is that it either lets you feel like you're not alone mm -hmm. because someone's talking about a tough time or whatever and you can laugh at it together. Mm -hmm. um, or with, or 
it takes you out of it, meaning something completely different. You could just mm -hmm. laugh at this this thing or whatever. Same yeah. with music where you can listen to certain stuff if you really want to feel those emotions mm -hmm. or you could put something upbeat on if you want to just like tune out for just yeah. a second. Absolutely, yeah. So like this is going to sound like what? But you're really doing God's work with your music. Thank you. Um, and I know that means a lot to you. Um, and again, I'm so excited to see what uh, God has in store for you. We can't, I don't think we can share now, which we could just, tease them and they can figure it out later. Mm -hmm. You just have big things coming up this year, which is yes. really, really exciting. I feel like every time I talk to you, I was like, hey, what's up? And I'm always like, you know, traveling, podcasting. You're like, yeah, we just booked this other show. It's this day <laughs> if you want to. I'm like, great. I cannot keep up. It's just happening so, mm -hmm. so quickly. Um, I, I don't think we covered this. How, how long have you been doing sound engineering? Like when you were doing it for a full-time business? Mm. I'd say uh, it was in college when I was looking for an internship to be able to graduate okay um and i was recording at the studio that it's crazy like how this is why i believe in fate and destiny but uh tina and tina's brother uh jansen who also performed at union stage he's awesome too yeah, yeah, yeah great great artist um they introduced me to to the sweet spot studios where i had my first job and at that time i was already kind of like familiar with recording i did it myself i was a very self-taught person but also i studied music industry as well they introduced me to that studio to record stuff as an artist and then i asked just like hey like do you guys have any internship like opportunities and at that time nico was like nah bro you're great i, I want you to work and i was like oh my gosh like that's crazy so i would travel back and forth to run these sessions um i would you know, go into weekends to run sessions at their smallest studio. He, he was really like helping me grow and everything. So I would say professionally since uh, maybe like 2017 when I really started taking it as work. And then post-college during COVID, I was like, you know what? I want to, I think I'm ready to do it myself. And th at that time it was delusion. Um, I want to bring back that thread, but it was delusion. Uh, I really wasn't ready, but because I had this, I guess at the time, false sense of confidence to do it. I yeah. ended up doing it and it ended up working out for me, even through all the fails. And this is what I think the power of delusion does is that when you fail or when you fall or when something goes wrong, you're not as bothered by it. You just think it's part of the process. At least that that's how it is to me. I don't think I'm ever the type of person that gets discouraged with defeat. If anything, bring them bring bring defeat on bring the fails on like i love because i learned the most from those those times so much information yeah yeah so uh at that time i was doing a lot of free work at that time even like with nico i was like bad at, i realized i had like horrible skills at communication and i i was also juggling a lot and i had a horrible um uh how do you call it? A, a horrible habit of taking on too much and at that time, I was taking on school. I was doing productions in school. And then I was also driving two hours to do the session. Mm. And, you know, and what actually, like, I'm, I'm more than willing to be open about this. But, you know, I, I mess up my relationship with that studio because at that time I was, I was doing too much and I couldn't handle it all. And then gotcha. didn't realize that, oh, working with clients, you have to be a business per person. You have to be. And you might not be the most type A person, but you have to force yourself to be that person. You have to be on time. In that time. environment, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's one of the biggest lessons I take to this day. And it still is a lasting scar that I have um, uh, severing that relationship. And actually, we had some closure. He pulled up to the Songbird Show. Aww. Shout out, Nico. And, you know, I texted him, and I haven't talked to him for, like, two years, and tell him, like, hey, you really helped me 
grow as an artist, as uh, most especially as an entrepreneur and a businessman. Um, what what happened with us, like I will never forget, and then I will never do it to anybody else again. So it's things like that when you're young and then you think you could do it all. Um, there's things that humble you is like, hey, mm -hmm. like you need to work on this trait about yourself so that you can be better right. so that you can, you know, because like, again, like it's not just music. It's not just fun. Music is an easy part. The hard part is your interpersonal skills with people, how you uh, direct sessions, your oh. your timeliness, your schedule, um, making sure that you're a, you're doing good business and you're doing good for your clients. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I do have to say part of what I'm hearing too is that you're human. Like you, mm -hmm. you made a mistake, but mm -hmm. what, a, what a, how lucky you are to almost make that mistake because you have that information. And like, when I really mess up, I apologize. I say I fucked mm -hmm. up and I make sure it never happens again. Cause I'm tough on myself in that way as yeah. well. Cause if yeah. I'm honest, um, I'm so anal about certain stuff and I'm so on that when I make a mistake, it's very few and far between. So when it happens, I'm like, Mila, and especially because the intention is not there or anything, but you still either impacted someone's life or anything like that. So yeah. you're literally just teaming at that point. Um, the last thing I want to point on that you mentioned that, and then we'll move on to talking about the resort, which I'm really excited about. Let's go. Um, is you mentioned how the talent is literally like 10% of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of my mentors told me like your manners, your punk being on time, all that will take you where your talent will not take you. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it is the showing up on time. It is addressing every person in the room, shaking everybody's hand, mm -hmm. um, treating the CEO the same way you treat the janitor. All yes. those things really do matter. It's those interpersonal skills, yeah. right? Because you meet so many people in these, like I've seen you meeting all these creative people, people just swarm you when they want to talk to you and stuff like that in the creative space as you're growing your community. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, one, one, what's, you know, that's such a privilege and stuff and they just want to connect with you and stuff, but people remember how you made them feel, right? Yeah. They actually yeah. don't even remember what you were wearing or anything like that, or maybe even what you said, but mm -hmm. they actually remember how you feel when they're in your presence yes. and what a, um, you want that to be a beautiful experience, mm -hmm. right? So um, of course we're all human and we're not always, um, we're not able to be on at all the time. Mm -hmm. Like I want us to take care of ourselves as creatives mm -hmm. as well. Uh, but I completely agree with you that it's 10% of it is a talent. Like yeah. it's great that you're talented, but if you're an asshole on set, if you're not showing up on time, mm -hmm. if you're not consistent on like, if you're going to say, do something, do it. Mm -hmm. Um, that's going to impact your journey and the music industry, even in like the medical industry, like whatever mm -hmm. industry, it's just about interacting with, with people that I completely agree with. And that circles back to your family values yeah. and your community and growing up. Yeah. yeah. Um, is there anything you want to touch on before we move on to the Wizards conversation? Yeah. So not everyone can be a Kanye or a Kurt Cobain where mm -hmm. they're known for how, uh, polarizing, yeah, they, polarizing are. they are and how, that's kind of like their brand, you know? Yeah. And then some people might take it, you know, always using them as a scapegoat, be like, oh, Kanye's a dick, so I could be a dick too, this and that. Um, but it really isn't. And I know, too, Kanye's probably just like that. At, I, I don't know. I don't know him personally, but a lot of it is part of the branding aspect yeah. of it. But I'm sure he's a great businessman. He wouldn't be where he is if he wasn't. Kurt Cobain was the same as well. I'm sure they had all these skills as well. Yeah. But, like, I also wanted to bring, touch on the fact that I really don't like attention. It's crazy. People think like, oh, you're an artist. You like attention. I don't like when people ask me questions. I don't like social settings. I get anxious. I have pretty bad like social anxieties. But I think wow. because it's part of 
of growing as an artist and it's the interpersonal skills is so important. I can't just ignore that. So I've developed ways to like, you know, sometimes I practice in the car. I'm like, all right, keep your head up. Cool posture. Like I think about these things that people don't notice. Maybe yeah. I've just been so used to it now. Um, I, I like to tell the Rizzers, like I'm a good actor. So like I really sometimes don't feel genuine in the things I do, but I think I've done it so much and I've had so many reps that I'm able to, you know, make people feel good in a, in a, in a conversational matter and stuff like that. But really, if you ask me like what I'm actually feeling in certain moments, like I don't like attention when I didn't earn it. So like on stage, I earn it because I work really hard and people mm. are, you know, screaming and gotcha. everything like, like that. Sounds like on stage, your presence is insane. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, yeah. it. But That's like, shocking it, to hear. Yeah, it's things like that where it's like, okay, I earned that. So I feel good because I worked for it. And maybe it's, this is just something I grew up on, but whenever people come up to me and like, hey, you're so good. Like even after the show, I'm like nervous. I'm like, wow, this is a lot. But um, it's, but again, it's, it's all about um, interpersonal skills too. And you can't make them feel bad for giving you a gift, the, their gift of their uh, love, you know? Yeah. And then I always, if, if I like uh, any compliment or anything that people say to you is a gift, whether it's a bad gift or a good gift, it's just up to you if you accept it or if you don't, it's just going to get thrown right back at them. So if someone says something bad to you, uh, that's a bad gift. You don't have to accept it. And, but you don't, part of not accepting it is, is not letting it get under your skin mm. and it'll just come back to them. But same thing with love. Like people give you love. If you don't accept it, it comes back to them. But if you do, like they really appreciate that and yeah. everything. So that's always what I think. And I actually want to shout out our boy Gio, who uh, you also part of the media team. He's a host yeah. of the Rizzards. Yeah, we were like the co-host of the media <laughs> team there. Yeah, he's awesome. God, yeah. Uh, he is the person this is why he's such an asset also to the Rizzards is his interpersonal skills is top notch. Like he, before we were driving to soundcheck or loading, um, four hours before the show starts, he's in the car. He's like, all right, this guy, this guy, Hey y'all, can you guys remember these names? Uh, this guy's sound engineer. This is, um, the, mm. the front of house person. This is the bartender. And when we come in just shake their hand and be like, Hey, what's up, Joe? It's nice to meet you. Uh, I heard a lot about you. I cannot wait to, to uh, do a great show. And I was like, I didn't, I, I would never think of that. And, and we all did it when we got there yeah. and that made him feel so good. And even if I don't know much about you, in that but moment. we, in that moment, it, it means a lot. And it's things like that, that it's like, I might not authentically come up with it because I know me, I hate like just approaching people sometimes. Yeah. It gives you, yeah. It's not that. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. But then it's people. like these reps at the, at the end of the day, your behaviors are something that you just like you might not be this person but then you've and developed these behaviors through just practicing it and then eventually you become that person too right so uh geo shout out geo he's always the guy who's like hey make sure you do this make sure you do that what a great uh, quality to have yeah yeah it's 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 amazing but that's yeah. amazing yeah um okay lastly before we move on to the wizards really quickly um uh, i'm you've been in the creative space forever mm. um i'm very very a toddler or a baby in the podcast world and the creative world um or i finally stepped into it i've always like been looking over the fence mm. um any particular advice now you know me personally any advice that you'd give to me whether it's the podcast whether it's myself like watch out for this this anything at all that you would want to tell me Yes, um, and I can speak from experience, but always do it, and this might be the most general thing ever, but because you love it first, 
and you have the passion for it mm-hmm. and let your passion drive you. And I can see that. I've seen your episodes. I see how hard you work. Um, and I see the setup, how beautiful the space is that you, you have me. I have the pleasure to be in and to have this com- comfortable conversation. You help set that up. And that shows your passion. You, you think about the little details. You, you know, that lighting in the back. Like, not a lot of people would think about these little things, but you do. And that just shows your passion. So keep that up. And this is also going out to any artist yes. as well mm-hmm. and any creatives. It has to be coming from the heart. And I see that when you do your work. And I see that and um, how you promote this, this podcast. It, it's coming from your heart first before oh what clout am I gonna get from this oh what's the cool guess I'm gonna get you know and who that will boost my brand at the end of the day it, it comes from your heart and that's something I always tell myself too yeah. now that great things are starting to happen and um and we'll we'll get to it once we talk about the wizards and all the crazy things that are happening this year but it's always you know I always think like okay who am I doing this for am I doing this for me and if I'm doing this for me um is it out of ego or is it for god and praising him and and all the gifts he's given me um but because it's not bad to do things for you it's you know at the end of the day i always think take care of yourself so you can take care of other people but it's always for me it's always about is this coming out of passion or is this coming out of oh i'm addicted to winning because I love winning too. Me and Matt, I share that. And that's why we work so hard. And that's why we don't get sleep sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's why Matt's on live for four or five hours a night. It's, it's, we're obsessive and we like to win. It's that athlete mentality. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes that could be toxic. Because then is it really coming out of passion? Or is it coming because you like to win and you like that recognition? Or you, you like what comes with winning, you know? Mm-hmm. And every morning I always remind myself, it's like, what, why am I doing this today? Um, and who am I doing this for? You know, so I always like think these things before I meet with a new client, even this podcast. I'm like, OK, uh, yeah, this is great to have this setup and have my you work so hard to making me look good in, in the camera and everything. So it's like, did, who am I doing this for? What is the purpose of this? Purpose. And yeah. the biggest thing for me is honestly, I'm valuing more from just this conversation and I forget the podcast, the cameras, the lights. But I really am learning a lot from you as well and being able to have you talk about my experiences and having people be able to hear that, like that to me is already like so valuable. And I always think about what value am I getting from every um, experience, but it's not just like a value in a way that's monetarily, but like the relationships. I love building relationships. And I feel like, you know, from the time I've known you and, and everything, it it really shows in how much passion you have because Right now, I don't see these lights. I don't see these cameras. I just feel like we're just talking. Right, and, and you, you set that space for, for me. So thank you for that. Leaf, if you make me cry <laughs> on this episode, I've gone so long without crying on the internet. I'm not going to have you do it. <laughs> thank you so much. That is all very, very sweet. I want to end on that note. We're going to take a quick break, guys, and then we'll be back to talk about the wizards. Welcome okay. back. All right, see, I'm telling you, he's the co-host now. Sorry, guys, we had to reshoot the, the cameras. Um, so we are back. So now we got deep. He almost made me cry, but I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Um, so let's talk about the Rizzards. Mm-hmm. So where do you want to start with that? I know you have some a couple of announcements or things you want to share. Um, and again, everything he discusses, guys, will be in the description as well. So you guys could just click the link and then go to their profiles. Um, I'm a huge fan and supporter of this of this group. Um, so where do you want to take it as far as the Wizards? 
Yes, sir. Uh, first and foremost, shout out to the Rizzards, Bematati, Tina Carzon, Jay, Maddie, and anyone who's ever, ever helped us in our dreams and our endeavors, whether it be the shows, whether it be, you know, collabs, shout out GOB, shout out Jay Velo, Giovanni Cardenas, our opening artist, like shout out to everyone who's been a part of it. Uh, and one thing I want to, the biggest thing about us is that we are a community before we are artists. We are a community of best friends. We're a community of um, creatives. Mm -hmm. um, we are a community of just people who have passion for music. And and you could tell why this works is because it all comes from the heart, like we were talking about earlier. Everyone is willing to spend, sometimes our meetings go out till 4 a.m. We're driving Tina home at like 4 a.m. to go to Maryland and stuff yeah. like, no one would drive 18 to 20 miles to drop a friend off, you know, unless they had that passion to, to have yeah, that. You're you know? absolutely right, yeah. So we're all very passionate about music. Um, but without further ado, we're also a music collective and a label that elevates each other, which I think is super unique. And I think that's one of the selling points to the group. Um, that's how we got written up in the Washington Post. No one's ever heard of that. No one's ever heard of a group of best friends who are also business oriented, but also talented and multifaceted that will just offer their skills for free to right. each other. Yeah. Um, and what we can do for each other, sometimes it takes 20 person crew to do it for one artist. And I think that's because we don't think about, oh, I'm going to gain more from, I'm going to win because of this. I'm going to take advantage of these people. No, it's like, like if you win, I'll win. So I want to see all of us win. Yes. So that that's, that's our, like mission statement um, with the Rizzards. Uh, and I, I wanted to touch on our opening act, Giovanni Cardenas. Shout out Giovanni Cardenas. Uh, I've been working with this man since like college and he's one of my first, I would say guinea pigs as like, I used to do like free sessions with him just so I can get better and to see his growth and to see how, how high he's soaring um, in his music was great. And when he uh, reached out to open for us, I'm like perfect artist to, to, to do it and because it's his first time performing with a live band uh it's his first time getting into the nitty-gritty i don't want to get too technical but we run in-ears and then we run tracks and click which means yeah. i can really give turn up your experience instead of just playing with the band it's like it's all programmed it's yeah. all like the you know how it sounds is just crisp so it, i he gave me the the honor to be able to work with him as an artist in that aspect rehearse with him you know also you know as a artist developer, like how can I help him with the stage presence? Oh, mm -hmm. walk in at this time. Don't walk in yet. Let him wait. Play the intro, and then cool. This is your your cue. Come in. Cool. After this song, you're gonna transition directly into this song, and then you're gonna say your thank yous here while the band's playing in the back. Like things like that. That you know, um, that not a lot of artists think of at the early stages. Right. But we've had experience through Songbird and everything. Um, and we're only getting better with the programming of the sets as well. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much what the Rizzards is, is we offer opportunities of growth for each other, but also uh, we help each other in every way possible, in every way possible. Like, Tina is more of a photographer, They're, but then they also edited my music video, and I don't want to get too crazy deep into this because our old videographer just was dropping the ball. Mm -hmm. And then Tina was like, can you, in any way you can get the, the raws and then they took the time to edit it and stuff like that so it's like we also try to pick up skills and learn 
different skills so that we could offer more value to each other. Yeah. And that's almost that's on the, the job thing. training as well. Yeah. yeah. Which is why it's, it's amazing that you say that too, because you could quite literally be, you'll be the first to change the industry as far as, you know, how it went from like just signing to a label and then like independent artists started to be like a trend almost like mm -hmm. the ones who like made it and stuff. And then, and now you're talking about a group coming together and saying like, Hey, cut out the middleman. This is how we're going to, especially the social media helps mm -hmm. with that as well. So you could be starting a new trend of like, this is a way to do it, mm -hmm. which is so nice because you've, we talked about it before where like artistries doing your own passions in the creative space can be a very lonely journey. I've yes. talked about that before you have to motivate yourself. But so if you have three other people who look like you and have the same passion as you, yeah. I mean, you it's 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 inevitable but like you really crack the code i feel that one it's more fun you you can look at someone and get motivation from this person and you can also be like all right maybe i'm tired and i don't want to do this for myself but there's three other people who have to eat i have to work for this yeah yeah and how helpful that can be as well and also mm -hmm. beautiful because if you guys have ever had the privilege of going to a show or seeing all four of these people that we're talking about the wizards um it's an amazing thing i actually i'm going to text you i forgot to text you this before um but i got a behind the scenes video of you coming off stage and all four of them embracing you um and um it's just like on my iphone um oh. but that was like a cap maybe i'll put it in post hopefully i could possibly put it in this video maybe not <laughs> we'll see um and it was really beautiful to see like that community. And I almost thought like, man, I'm working on it uh, as I'm getting this podcast bigger and bigger. But like, wow, what, it would be so much fun to have three other people to help me or two other people or even one other person um, to help me with like this, the setup, the concept of the ideas, the traveling. Maybe we do a vlog or whatever mm -hmm. and just having like you know, like one of those like YouTube groups that like film like six guys together yeah. and they have their own podcast or their own YouTube like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah. And then you guys also like break bread together. Like it's mm -hmm. not just a one thing. It's like, you guys know about your personal lives, your family lives, your parents know each, all the things. Yeah. Um, it's not like a mutually exclusive thing, which is mm -hmm. kind of beautiful. Like, yeah, I'm so ha blessed. I'm so happy to hear that you, you have that in your life. I think that's going to be something that's going to push you even forward. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what I did to deserve them, but it's, it, that, that's all I think about is me and Matt. It's like, how lucky are we? How lucky are we to have this? I work with artists all the time. I'm, I'm developing, I'm helping this band um, right now. And I don't want to get into the names because the people who know will know who I'm talking yeah. about. But um, <laughs> their biggest problem is just not having that support system. It's just one guy, the front man who's doing all the marketing, who's spending all the money, he's doing all the financing. He's fine, you know, and luckily he stumbled upon me through a jam session. And, you know, I'm all about, making content i'm all yeah. about like the the things that actually get the ball rolling not right. just the, the the artistry not just the music but you know the behind the thing the scene stuff the marketing like hey like maybe wear this or hey like you should you should you know pitch to this tv station you should pitch to these outlets media outlets to help uh gain some exposure and stuff like that and then the thing he always tells me is like good luck telling the other band members that and it's like it's so heartbreaking to hear that when he works so hard right. and he's gotten their band up. But I think, you know, they are a little older. So maybe I'm still young and my delusion is still like there where I'm still like having that false sense of confidence to do everything. And I, you know, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but I, I hope that I don't lose that passion and right. I don't lose that delusion yeah. in a way. But, you know, there's a lot of artists that don't have that. And I'm just so lucky to have these people just stumble upon me randomly um 
And, you know, Tina, uh, we grew, grew up together. Our parents also are teachers and we kind of grew up in the same community. But then through college, we kind of, you know, had our own lives, lives and everything. And then same thing with Bema. Like our parents knew each other. So that's how I knew Bema. And yeah. then Maddie, I knew through my roommate, Jay Velo, shout out. And, you know, I, I DJed his wedding at yeah. the time and stuff. So it's it's crazy how like our paths cross. And then it's amazing. And then it once we're all ready and in that same mindset where we all have the same needs and wants and the same dreams and then we're missing certain things that we all find with each other and then we're just like this puzzle piece four piece puzzle that fits so perfectly yeah and you know a, a lot of my clients a lot of the artists i work with tell me it's like dude you guys have something special and you guys are going to win because of that not mm. because you're talented not because i mean yes because you're talented yes because you're hardworking. But because of that community you guys created and that mutual, um, how do you call unconditional support and love for each other to grow. Because, you know, like n not all of us are winning as, I mean, we're all winning together. But, you know, like Manny works really hard in social media. He has the biggest following. Right. And it's like, but we're not going to be like, damn, I, I want I want to get there and compete, you know, and stuff like that. It's not about that. Him getting that following was partly a reason because of me, because of Bema, because right. of Tina. Absolutely. So. And he knows that too, which is mm -hmm. amazing and a reflection yeah. of his character too. That, yeah, it takes, it literally, it takes a village. Mm -hmm. And it's just so nice that um, you guys are able to check your ego at the door mm -hmm. uh, because it has to be, if it's not all of you, it will not work. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. And you guys are very much aware of that. Um, I love I, when I went to for um, sound check and I was getting some behind the scenes. Um, you guys were asking each other about like, what do you think of this opinion or this opinion? And all opinions were listened out and valued. And that's not mm -hmm. how it is in a lot of places, not even just in the music industry, but like different teams I've seen work, whether it's in the company I work for or um, in the medical industry or in the Wall Street, like any other industry too. Mm -hmm. That's not always the case mm -hmm. um, because we're, we're human, we're flawed. So we are mm -hmm. always fighting our ego. And um, it's nice that even you as their leader, take like oh that's a good point let me you know what I mean it's yeah. just um you treat everyone with respect you treat everyone with kindness you listen to everyone um everyone's opinion and I'm saying that you take it you're but you're like okay yeah I, I hear you out um so it really is an honor to always see it and witness it um I can't wait for your next show and everything like that um speaking of that what is what else is coming out what is the next mm. thing that you want to plug I know it's not just one thing probably mm. it's a bunch uh, but I'll let you take the stage on that yeah, it's crazy how the Union Stage show was first a big surprise and how big it ended up becoming and what happened after. Yeah. What happened after we got invited to this other Filipino showcase, uh, Shadow Dreamer show, um, where, you know, there's some people in the industry who are Filipinos who found us through social media and really love our grind and love our community. Um, and, you know, they invited us to do a show and then now some of the one of the guys owns a uh a modeling agency where uh they do photo shoots it's like hey let, let me give you guys a free photo shoot um i really think i can you know turn up like like the branding and how you guys look and everything and we'll have a makeup artist for y'all like uh we'll you know we'll, wow. we'll do individual shots but we'll also do group shots we'll we'll you know we'll plan it and everything yeah. so we have that coming up which is really cool um but as a result of that as well uh we you know, like Tina pitched to a bunch of outlets and then we got invited to uh, TV for the first time as Wizards. Me and Matt were able to uh, be in, uh, featured in this last year, but this time it's on our own terms. Yeah. And it's, you know, uh, 
and I, I don't want to get into the nitty degree of what happened last year, but pretty much we got put into quote unquote a, a contract where we couldn't do anything else. Right. Um, and we, it, it, we, we got many opportunities like being on the radio, being on TV, but it was on their terms. Mm -hmm. So this time we got to pitch it ourselves, uh, which I think was like a amazing thing. A, a small artist pitching to a, uh, a platform and getting accepted. I, that, that to me is already like a win. And then, so we're going to be on t TV for the first time performing our song, Miss Barisa. Y'all can stream it out. It's on, out on all streaming amazing platforms. Amazing song, God. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Oh, what else? Oh, we have an intimate show. We haven't announced this yet, but I think I don't. I think this episode probably won't even come out. I mean, whatever, I'll announce it. But we are planning this intimate show uh, in DC, where it's like a very classy, more intimate setup, more uh, stripped down arrangements of the songs, more about the vocals and more about the artists, and oh. also we want to offer an experience to our fan base and the DC DMV community of comfort and class. So just like this classy vibe where you come in with your date, you come in with your significant other or yourself and be able to enjoy some high quality music in a stripped down fashion, have some focaccia and spritz. Ooh, more intimate. What an experience. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I like that idea. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, we do a lot of so far, uh, shout out so far sounds yeah. um, shows, which is a more intimate, like secret show in like, you know, random venues around mm -hmm. the DMV. And we were like, yo, let's do it. I want to do one, but produce it ourselves and then have our own music and then still run it the way we do our shows, have geo host, have, um, you know, uh, the full band, but then just strip it down and offer a side to us that the audience hasn't seen yet. Um, but also make it exclusive, make it like, um, only a small amount of people can come. Right. Also the space we got is a little on the smaller side, but, but just being able to offer that, um, side to us that the audience hasn't seen so that's going to be on march 30th uh, we haven't thought of a name yet but uh please stay tuned if you guys follow me uh, at leafy underscore tree or you guys can follow us at the rizzards w-r-i-z-z-a-r-d-s uh, we'll announce it very very soon but we're very excited about it it's a new so thing that we're doing and with new things come with a lot of learning so that's what i'm excited for it's to learn how we can optimize it for the next one and right. this and that and also it's all of these shows are always going to market us mm -hmm. as artists individually, but also our brand. So uh, we got that coming up. Um, what else? Uh, it's like so many. He's like, what else? Like <laughs> he can't even keep track. <laughs> yeah, it's also like, so oh, uh, this is the uh, us, uh, a song that I'm promoting for myself, but it's also co-written by the Rizzards and uh, helped out, uh, you know, um, produced and and. Yeah, the production of everything, and because we were very collaborative people, we write yeah. together. If I can't think of anything, it's great to have three other people. It's like, hey, can, so what, awesome. what do you guys think? Yep. Um, so our song um, with Tina Carzon and I called Butterflies is coming out uh, a couple of days after Valentine's Day, uh, February 16th. Uh, it's this love song that's just like a classic vibe that just makes you feel good and feel like, I don't want to be single today like, yes. or, or, or thinking Stream like, oh, it. I need to find yes. a, a, a bay. <laughs> yeah. So it's called Butterflies. You got you guys can pre-save it now. It is a Rizzards production and I'm very excited to to release it. So check it out. Oh, what else is happening? <laughs> oh, we're we're, uh, I guess, applying for the tiny desk. Uh, oh, that would be awesome. Oh, that's yeah. going to happen. I can't wait for that. February 17th is our due date, but it's we're going to be releasing a bunch of content from that, yeah. whether we make it or not. I think it's just a great 
uh, way to, you know, kind of like the intimate show, strip down mm-hmm. our arrangements and have it focus on the music and on the artists and everything. So, and then we're planning our midsummer show, uh, the venue we haven't booked yet, but that's coming up. And then our end of the year show. So we're a little more kind of uh, for, foreshadowing a bunch of things, but also starting early and yes. making sure we uh, preparing, preparing yeah. and everything. Prepping. So it's, it's all of it, most of it. Yeah. So a lot yeah. of the year is already in the works yeah in the works crazy because we're only in february (laughs) which is crazy Mm -hmm. um guys everything that leaf just went over um everything will be available in the description but then also on the wizards instagram leaf's instagram matt's tina's the the whole the whole gang i'll I'll link it below but that's where you'll see all the information um so follow that's where you first anything they want to know is on that you'll announce it yes yes okay awesome So just one-stop shop, which would be their Instagram. Please go follow, like, stream their music. Um, I will also add my favorite songs of all of them. Um, I don't want to sway you guys, but there's like, <laughs> um, So please make sure you follow guys everywhere. I really do appreciate it. Um, Leaf, this was so much fun. This was amazing. The fact that you're yeah. like, no, but I have like anxiety or something. You, <laughs> you are such a natural or a great actor. Like you <laughs> Thank you. But also I, I want to give it to you for offering the space and having me so comfortable and how, you know, even just like how you texted me before we got here and how just, I think you really help alleviate a lot of my social anxiety when it comes to things like this and Really, I am not even paying attention to these cameras or these lights or this microphone. It's just a conversation, and I got to give it to you. So I appreciate that. You're very sweetly. That's what I always want, guys, this episode to be like, is just two pals on a couch talking. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's very kind of you. Thank you for saying that, Leaf. Um, that is the end of our episode, guys. Um, notice how, like, we literally talked for so long one of the cameras died, <laughs> which is insane. <laughs> so I'm like, hey. <laughs> so I'm just going to use a scare these two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, be sure to like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> you good? <laughs> yeah. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, do all the things. Um, I appreciate you, Leaf, for coming on. I really do appreciate it um again guys please go stream all of his music and wizards all of their music please go stream um and maybe i'll see you at one of their shows it's hilarious i'm like peeking over at your (laughs) shot here um as always guys take care um and i'll see you in our next episode take care guys peace that was awesome